0: They went across Texas, angling north, moving from small town to small town, but at first it did not seem to Stephen to be getting any easier. Indeed, it seemed to be worse all the time. The weather grew hotter, the humidity more steamy with each evening, and the air somehow more dusty. On the second stop, only thirty miles from the first town, they seemed to have gone to a different country, Stephen thought it had been flat before, but now the country became truly flat. Impossibly so, and with the new flatness, the heat seemed to double in intensity. They arrived early in the morning, having slept in the back of the truck, and set the tent up while it was still cool. I'll finish around here, Corey said, rubbing his hands together. And you put up the posters. Stephen set off with the photocopies and tape. He had done four walls and three poles when a woman stopped him. She was perhaps fifty, although she looked ancient to Stephen, and she wore a straight up-and-down dress like a suit of armor. What faith are you?
1: She demanded in a voice that was so brittle it seemed to crack. Pardon? Of which faith be you? Well, Christian, I guess, if it's all right, that is. I know that. But are you of the rock and the mount or the fish? I don't know. You'd have to ask my dad. Of the fish? I don't know what you're talking about. And neither, he thought, will dad. Then a stroke of what he thought to be genius hit him. Why don't you come to the sermon tonight and find out? Oh, we will, boy, she said, walking away. We will. We, Stephen thought, watching her walk. Who is we?
0: By the time he finished putting up posters and returned to the tent, his father had set up the pulpit and benches and hidden the truck in back of some trees at the edge of the park they were using for the meeting. Corey sat on a large rock on the shady side of the tent, writing in a notebook. Stephen handed him a Coke he'd brought back from a small market and squatted next to him in the shade. What are you doing?
1: Corey took a long pull at the coke, swallowed and sighed. We learned from the first one, right? Stephen shrugged.
0: I'm not sure what, but yes, I guess we learned. We learned we have to have a sermon
1: written down. That's one thing we learned. We also have to sing a hymn, Stephen added. And we have to sing it loud. I don't
0: know a hymn, but while you were sticking up the posters, I got a little tape recorder and a tape of a woman singing Amazing Grace. You just played at the right places, Corey said. We'll memorize the words later so we can sing along. He paused, then sighed. You know, if anybody comes. Stephen suddenly remembered the woman who had stopped him, but decided not to tell his father. There had been something about her voice a hardness, and he wasn't sure he wanted Corey to worry. I'm half-wrecked, Corey said, putting the pencil down. Why don't you watch things while I catch a quick nap in the truck? He left, and Stephen sat quietly for a time, thinking of all the things he would rather be doing. The truth was there was nothing really to keep an eye on, and his attention quickly slid away. He flipped some rocks, waved at four people, all crammed in the front seat of a pickup. Pickups were everywhere and very few cars, and was fast approaching a flat line state in his thinking when his eyes closed and he fell asleep. When he opened them, Cory was standing over him. It was dark, or nearly so. He must have been more tired than he thought, and Cory had found a power source on a pole at the edge of the park for the lights. Come on! They're starting to arrive! Stephen stood and moved to the round tent opening. They sat in a row on the bench, the new ones. Stephen peered around the edge of the canvas at them. There were four two men, two women, one the woman he had seen during the day. And they looked boiled, bleached, their eyes alert and somehow mean looking.
1: Look out, Dad, he thought. They're not taking prisoners. More cars trickled in.
0: And finally, there were.